Welcome to Suza. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. Welcome to Sluza, the place for common sense. Today is Saturday, November 28, 2020. My name is Mike Duchesne. That can only mean one thing. You are watching the only program which discusses politics, social issues, through the prism of common sense. Time is marching on. President-elect Joe Biden is filling key cabinet position in preparation to take over the presidency of the United States. In the meantime, the incumbent has so far refused to concede. For the first time in the history of the country, the president of the United States is holding the American people hostage. But that's not all. How does one make sense of the notes? Talking points, sound bites, bickering of self-serving politicians, constituent too full of hatred to unite, hypocrisy, lies, deception running rampant in Washington. Is it all politics? Join me every day at 11 a.m. on Sousa for discussions of social political issues which might impact your lives and those of future generations. See you soon. If you join us before, we do thank you for making this journey somewhat more bearable. If you join us for the first time, we welcome you once again to Uza, the only place which discusses politics and social issues through the prism of common sense. This program was created just under two years ago with one single objective, to perfect the union. But there is one major obstacle that prevents this country prevents we the people from achieving this objective. Ignorance. JFK said that the ignorance of a single voter in a democracy impairs the security of us all. The ignorance of one single individual in a system of democracy impairs the security of every individual in that country. No one would raise his or her hand 
and identify himself or herself as an ignorant individual. In fact, it's almost a guarantee no one would see himself or herself as ignorant. Whether it's here in this country or anywhere in the world for that matter. Yet, here we are talking about ignorance. Those were not words uttered by famous people just because they couldn't think of anything better to say. Because they observed, they interacted, they dealt with people. And since uh, we've been recording our existence here on this planet, it's been uh, pretty consistent that ignorance is not something anyone looks forward to. It's not something that anyone would want to associate himself or herself with. Most people have to hide their ignorance. So the question is now, why in the world the Republican leaders nurture and encourage ignorance within the Republican Party? That's not a statement, it's a statement of facts. To go too far in the past, in fact, I can stay right here with you in this moment in time during which the individual who occupies the highest office in the land trades only in ignorance and relies exclusively on the ignorance of the people who support him. That's not an opinion. It's a statement of facts. People don't engage in activities that are not beneficial or profitable. That might not always be the case in the end. The objective engaging in those activities is because you expect it to be profitable. Someone who goes into business for the sake of just going into business. There is an objective and it's beneficial because you expect the business to grow for you to make a profit for your life, at least your financial life, to be better. So there is no argument there that people who are engaged in particular activities, they do that for one single objective, or at least primary one. It's beneficial to that individual. Whether you support Donald Trump or not, one thing is undeniable that he has engaged in campaign of lies deception. So judging by what I just said, that he's doing that because he expects something out of doing that, something that would benefit him. Not the people he's lying to.
But we all know that lying is bad. We all know that deception is bad. In fact, for those individuals who claim to be Christian, you all know that the devil is the father of all lies. Why in the world the Republican legislators in Washington and across the country embracing this behavior from the president and continue to dumbify the Republican constituent? What exactly do they expect to get out of that? And that's what we will look at as we discuss rebuilding a the hotly contested presidential election is over, but the challenges that lie ahead for this new administration are many and very difficult. Yes, we voted out the destructor of our norms, but our job is not done. The Biden administration will face a very corrupt and uncooperative Republican Party in both the House and the Senate. In 2009, in the midst of a devastating recession with unemployment rising, bankruptcy multiplying, the economy cratering, Mitch McConnell opposed everything Obama tried to do to remedy the situation. It is naive to think it will be different this time. The country simply cannot rely on Republicans. So let's not. Join us live every Saturday at 11 a.m. to bring forth ideas to combat those challenges. Together, we can help rebuild America with Joe. See you soon. Welcome once again, again to, to Suza. Suza. My name is Mike Duchenne, and we are discussing rebuilding America. America. And, and to, to do, do so, so, we have to look at the uh, plagues, the uh, problems, the issues that the country is confronting, and how we can help rebuild the country. It is not a surprise or news to anyone who have watched the country for the past four years to come to the inevitable conclusion that the country has suffered serious damage. On the, on the world stage. On November 3rd, we all went to the poll to vote for our preferred candidate. On November 7th, most major network called Joe Biden the next president of the United States. President-elect. The Democrats rejoiced. They took to the street. The country breathed a sigh of relief. And the world erupted in joy because the American people have done what is necessary to do to begin the process of rebuilding America. America, the patriots, those with some degree of common sense, have all gone to the pole and repudiated the individual who has closed the country in a state of chaos, in a state of nightmare. 
We, we can, can say with a high degree of certainty that the nightmare is over. But as it, it is probably much too obvious, the horror show is still ongoing. It is just, just a matter of time before this is all over. Because by now we should all know that what we observe is certainly a continuation of what the country has been under for the past four years. But in order to help rebuild the country, we have to look at what's wrong with the country. What has gone wrong? For, for one, we know that in 2016, millions of Republicans, despite the fact that it was pretty obvious to them that the individual they were about to put in the highest office in the land is a crook, a liar, a scoundrel, a fraud, and on top of that, someone who did not have any qualm in binding a foreign government to meddle into our internal affairs, from that point, we knew that the United States of America is a serious trouble. I said that much then. In fact, a major portion of my writing in 2016 is to alert America that Republicans are no patriot. Yes, yes they like you to believe they are. Because they believe that if they, they say they are, they are. Just, just like that, from going to court and telling the court that I believe there is fraud. Just a couple of days ago, a judge rebukes Donald Trump and says, just because you say there is fraud, that doesn't make it so. Show us the proof of fraud and we'll proceed. And as we know by now, there are more than 30 cases, lawsuits that Donald Trump has filed in various states that all be thrown out. But unfortunately, on the street, conference, the Trump and his team of crooks and liars continue to tell their supporters that there are frauds. But when they walk into a courtroom, they tell the court, no, no we're not here for fraud. We don't say that there is any fraud. In, In other words, Trump and company continue to lie to the constituent, to lie to the supporters. Now, we've all been come in contact with people like Trump. You remember a decade or so ago, we had the case of Jody Alias. That the, the world was mesmerized by how good she was at lying after committing a crime. We, we thought we seen, seen the last possibility of any individual being able to lie that much until, of course, Donald Trump emerged on the scene. But there is no comparison whatsoever. Julia is a civilian. civilian. Donald Trump, Trump is, is the president, president of the United States. Except for those who support him, no one in his or her right mind can possibly accept that the person who occupies an office such as the presidency of the United States and engaging in lying constantly 
to the smallest, to the country, to the world, would be worth a second look. This only is acceptable with the Trump supporters who cannot come to that conclusion. Now we're going to show you why that is, and we're going to also explain to you why the country is in even more serious problem than we had in 2016. First, let's look, look at what's going on in this country, the spread of the coronavirus. This is not any kind of news for anyone who is in this country that the coronavirus has been spreading in this country almost like wildfire. April. Just April last, that last April, we had one million people who were infected with the coronavirus on April. This is the end of November. The number is 13 million. Between April and November, we added 12 million people who have been infected with the coronavirus. But for those who support Trump, it's... who cares? You don't have to be looking for the definition of ignorance anymore because we're living it, we're experiencing it, we're coming across what ignorance is like on a daily basis and we have been for the past four years. Now, what I'm going to explain to you after we while talking about those, those, those topics that have affected the country is how did we get to that point? Was, was it ever any better? And if we are to rebuild the country, how do we deal with this current predicament? Out of those 13 million people now that have been infected, 265,000 of those who were infected have already lost their lives. If I'm not mistaken on April, that just last April, we had less than 5,000 people who had lost their lives. And, and for, for those, those of you who are keeping score, those who are the time that Donald Trump, Trump were telling you that, that we're turning a corner. Things, things are going to be better. better. The, 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 the curve is slumming. Things will just be disappear on April when we had a smaller number of people who were infected and a smaller number of people who have lost their lives. Today, we have 265,000 people who have already lost their lives. And as I pointed out, 13 million people who have been infected. And the number, that number is going to chop 
by roots and bound, and we'll show you why in just a moment. So, what is the role of the president? One million of people infected in April, just a million in November. What exactly do people who support Donald Trump think the role of the president is? If they cannot come to that very simple basic conclusion that the president's job is to prevent those kind of things from happening, then, as I mentioned time and again, we cannot rely on Republicans to help rebuild the country. Because this is the smallest, the most basic aspect of understanding of the human being. And, and yet, it is impossible to even have a conversation with an individual who supported that for that individual to come to the conclusion and say, yes, the president has screwed up. He has failed the job he was elected for. That individual doesn't deserve any second chance. And thank, thank God, God that we, the people, understood that. We, the people, understood that. And, and we took care of that in November. And despite that fact, the care of the language and conversation you can see happening on social media from people who continue to support Trump is mind-boggling. At times, I feel that as if a retarded individual, mentally challenged individual, no offense to those people who were born handicapped, but those individuals who continue to support, to defend, to argue on behalf of Trump, a mentally challenged individual would have done much, much better than those people. But they're not fully responsible for their behavior. And we'll, we'll show, show you why that, that is. I mentioned earlier that, that this number we're currently looking at on the screen, screen this number is going to be jumping by leaps and bounds. And the reason is very simple. A couple of days ago, we had the Thanksgiving celebration. And a number of people in this country didn't pay attention to any advice given to them by health. According to TSA, on the day, the day before the Thanksgiving, more than one million people travel cross-cross the country, going places, getting on the plane, mingling with people. We don't know whether those people were infected or not, and they could have been infected or not as well. They're not wearing any masks, any protection, so they pretty much spreading the virus all over the place. People coming, for instance, from Virginia, going to California. Now the person from Virginia may be infected, going to California, infect everybody on the plane now who go to California. And when they come back, they come back with even more problems. As you can see on the screen, as I was saying earlier, we, we have just, just one million people infected. 
one makes sense of the norms talking points sound bites bickering of self-serving politicians constituent too full of hatred to unite hypocrisy lies deception running rampant in washington is it all politics join me every day at 11 a.m on suza for discussions of social political issues which might impact your lives and those of future generations. See you soon. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due. But definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics. The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended the Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended the Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. If you, if you just, just join us, my name is Mike Duchamp, and this is Sousa. We're talking about rebuilding America. And the approach that we take to do so is to look at the issues that plague the country and how we can contribute to some extent to remove those, uh, at least solve those issues, uh, remove those obstacles, in order, in order to, to achieve this important, important objective, objective, which is the perfect, perfect union. I mentioned earlier that, that, as you can see, that during the Thanksgiving uh, uh, celebration, that a number of people have traveled crisscross the country, and they did need the advice of healthcare professional. So the advice is that we have to brace ourselves for what, what will become, become uh, a tsunami, if you like, of the spread of the, the coronavirus. So, so we, we expect, expect that, that to be the case. The next uh, topic is disloyalty in 
the Republican Party. Now, I mentioned earlier that sometimes it is almost impossible to wrap your mind around the understanding of people who are supposed even, even the, the most basic, even, even if you never, never even if you never step foot in, 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 in school, let alone college, college there, there are some innate basic aspect of, of our existence that provide us the ability to understand, you know, everyday matter, life matter. You do, you do not need a college degree. You do not need a degree in political science. You do not need to have gone to college in order for you to understand the simple, the most simple aspect of our society in regards to election. You go to vote. You vote. The, the other voted, and the, the party that, that has, has the, the most vote, win. win. In, In general, general, that's the way it, it, it works. works. Here, Here in the United States, States we have a small, small slight problem, problem that we also need to fix, which is, is the electoral vote. That say, and, and it, it happened only uh, Four times, times, if, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, mistaken in, in terms, terms of uh, the party that won the most popular vote did not win the electoral, electoral college vote in order, order to become president. And Donald Trump happened to be the last person who became president with the individual lost to him with more, more than three million popular votes. But in general, that's, that's, that's the, the idea. idea. You, don't you don't need, need a college, college degree for you to understand, understand that. that. After, After the country has gone through a period of nightmares, the people went to the pool on November 3rd and in great number Voted down down out of office. Office. One thing that, that remains a mystery to me up to this point, point is the fact that even if the people, people the supporters, what would be, be ignorant enough not to understand how these things, things work, works. But, but the, the legislators who understand how it works. The legislature to, to make sure, sure that, that the constitution is followed. They will step in and clearly let the people know that there's nothing there. That after the last election, it's time for him to move on. But the the, the, the protests that you see on the street. 
Now, if you are a Republican, you're a supporter of Donald Trump, you may think that there is a huge number of people who are on the street protesting. There are two groups of people that keep the protests on the street today. And I want you to understand why that continues. As far as Donald Trump is concerned, we already know that he's a liar. So, whatever he tells you is a lie. Now, I don't have to convince you of that. It's either you know or you don't know. It's either you have this basic understanding of someone who is deceiving you or you don't. There is really not much I can do explaining that to you here. I don't know of anyone on planet Earth who doesn't know that Donald Trump is a liar. I, I, in fact, if animals could talk, it's almost a guarantee that they would be able to tell you, yes, we do know that too. So it is an established fact here in the United States of America, in every corner of the country and across the world, Donald Trump is a liar. That is established, whether you like it or not, there is no argument there, no matter how much you support Donald Trump, it is a fact, undeniable fact, that you have, as your leader, a serial liar, someone who cannot open his mouth and say anything that is true. I don't know how else to explain that to you. And the only other individual who happened not to be a person that would match the kind of behavior that Donald Trump has in terms of life is the devil. Well, according to the Bible, anyway. That says the devil, the devil is the father of all lies. And Donald Trump, in a match with the devil, it could be a draw. Now, having said that, we don't have to look to Donald Trump for repentance. He's not going to. He's incapable of. But the two groups of people you see on the street protesting, it's not because they believe that there is fraud. There is one group that benefits of usually that group is subdivided between politicians and business people who benefit of Donald Trump being in the Oval Office. And those people, they're financing a campaign for people to protest on the street, pretending that they know there is voter fraud. Of course, some of those people are paid some money themselves. The ring leader probably get a huge sum and they pay a few people here and there five bucks, ten bucks, and what I'm telling you is not a joke. They pay a few people five bucks, ten bucks, have a, uh, a sign and are asking for uh, uh, saying all kind of nonsense. Those people, they are literally people who are paid to do those kind of things. Of course, that's the idea, that if you have people on the street protesting voter fraud, and a lot of people are followed, so they would follow as if what they follow is something that's true. 
But we found out that there are a few people, business people, who have enough money to finance the idea of protest so that they think that there is a chance that Donald Trump can stay in the Oval Office and they can continue to milk the country. As far as they're concerned, Constitution doesn't matter, rule of law doesn't matter. They don't care if the country is burned down by Donald Trump because they continue to make money, they continue to enrich themselves. As far as they're concerned, anything that they can do to keep that around, they will do. That is the group of the business people, the politicians, like that fool in Pennsylvania, Pastriano, who's trying to get people in, 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 in Pennsylvania, legislators, to go with him about the idea of let's get rid of all those votes, let's not worry about all those votes in Pennsylvania, let's just have the electors choose whom they want to vote for. Now, you may recall that I mentioned before in, uh, in 2018 that Republicans are all patriots. Now, whatever I say, that I didn't really get a few of the Republican uh, supporters that either I just them uh, liberal talking. I've been writing extensively about that very far, proving that Republican legislators, they are no patriots. Yes, they raised their hands and took an oath to protect the Constitution. Are they? We write for the past four years, all of the Republican legislators in Washington literally enabling Donald Trump, training the Constitution, supporting him, encouraging him, defending him, but they want the country to think they are patriots. And those are the people, like that fool in Pennsylvania, that managed to convince enough ignorant people who support him that, oh, let's do that. That is the problem. The Constitution of the United States is pretty clear. And each state has rules for uh, those type of, uh, of activities, like going to the poll and vote. And legislators may propose something that they're not happy with, they want to bring forth a change. That's the legislator's uh, uh, prerogative and role. But there's one problem with suggesting that after the fact. If you're not happy with something, like how the vote happened, how uh, it was decided that before an election you work with your fellow, your colleagues, and explain to them why you believe going this way instead of that way is the better way. And if you can convince enough of them to go along, then you pass legislation that will take care of that problem in the next election. 
but after an election is over, you cannot go backwards and say, we're going to change all that. So that we can change the election. Now, if you are a citizen of the country, if you are a patriot, that should trouble you whether you're a Democrat or Republican. Now, I may be wasting my breath saying, or a Republican, because it's already proven that Republicans do not really care about what happened to the Constitution. They do not care about what happened to our democracy. So, if that guy say, let's do that, they all for it. But a patriot would not accept that because if your vote doesn't matter, and it is already proven that after the vote was counted, every counted, every counted, they found out that, well, Donald Trump lost. So if your vote doesn't matter, then can you talk about democracy anymore in this country? Because some people sitting either in Pennsylvania or in Washington can decide who becomes president and who doesn't. So you don't have any reason to even go to the poll. And by saying you, I don't mean just Democrat or just Republican. The people would not have a role in that system and it could not be called democracy anymore. Because your vote would not matter. Because some fool, some fool sitting in Pennsylvania can decide who to become president. Now imagine that. Business people can pay those schools as they have been doing with lobbying in Washington and say, I want so and so to be president. Your vote doesn't count. So if you see that happening and you think it's okay, then you already explain in very clear terms that you two are no patriot. Because no patriot would stand for that. But just talking about that, we just found out that in Wisconsin, we Donald Trump paid three million dollars to recount, uh, to do recounting of Dwayne County and there's another county which, which escaped me. Now, just found out that now they found out that the, the, the Joe Biden uh, lead has increased because of the recount. Not by much, but it has increased. So instead of finding that Donald Trump has made some, some, some gain, they found out that it's Joe Biden lead that has increased. And that money was paid by Donald Trump because there's so much belief that if they do recovery, they want to get somewhere. For those who are family members, who are Trump supporters, you're probably in a better position to explain to those individuals that the people they see on the street are paid to be on the street. The people that are supported are, that are protesting, most of them are people who are paid to do that, to sow chaos. In fact, as we are talking, there is one particular gentleman who invested $2.5 million in order to help Donald Trump with this bogus voter fraud that he's suing to get his money back because he sees that there is really no voter fraud. 
So why exactly are the Republican legislators embracing the part of ignorance with their supporters? Why? Because these people do that, we know it's for them to make more money. Although that tells us that they know patriot either, but at least we know that's what they do that for. But the legislature were elected by black people, meaning they're supposed to do to attempt to lead affairs of the people. So why exactly are the legislature behind the idea of justifying the people who support them? In a, in, in a car that you can say with a high degree of certainty that most Republican constituents are living in total ignorance, courtesy of their leaders. But the question is, why? Why do you want to just go over the That's that's the hotly contested presidential election is over, but the challenges that lie ahead for this new administration are many and very difficult. Yes, we voted out the destructor of our norms, but our job is not done. The Biden administration will face a very corrupt and uncooperative Republican Party in both the House and the Senate. In 2009, in the midst of a devastating recession with unemployment rising, bankruptcy multiplying, the economy cratering, Mitch McConnell opposed everything Obama tried to do to remedy the situation. It is naive to think it will be different this time. The country simply cannot rely on Republicans, so let's not. Join us live every Saturday at 11 a.m. to bring forth ideas to combat those challenges. Together, we can help rebuild America with Joe. See you soon. If you just join us... My name is Mike Duchenne, and this is Suza. We are talking about rebuilding America. And in order to do so, we have to take a look at the problem that, that the country has been facing and how to go about solving the problem. One very disturbing aspect of the discussion that we are having, we have the business people who, as far as they are concerned, the country can burn down as long as they can make money. We have the politician, Republican that is. I've already outlined to you the big difference between Democrats and Republicans. There are differences of policies, legislation, and so on, but when it comes to the country, Democrats do not advertise being patriot, but they are, they behave, and they act like a patriot. 
Republicans advertise and use bullhorn to tell they are patriot, and yet every opportunity that they have to show they are patriot, they show just the opposite. Just like they advertise they are Christian, and yet every opportunity that they have to show that they are Christian, they prove just the opposite. So which means we do have a major problem. Leaders are supposed to lead people. That will mislead them. Leaders are supposed to open their eyes, not deceive them. Leaders are supposed to take their supporters, their followers, from darkness and bring them to light. Not lead them astray. Now, the reason Republican legislators in general, they are so, feel so comfortable lying to their constituents, deceiving in their constituents, is because that's the way they keep their job. They stay in power. You may never say a few things about Republican legislators. They are afraid of the popular votes. Because as it is should be obvious, we look at 2016, and then we look at this year, and then you notice one thing that seems to be very consistent. Democrats always do more votes than Republicans. And that actually spells across the board, not just in presidential elections. And that explains why Republicans Republican always try to suppress votes, always try to put obstacles, stumbling up, and they always claim to have some problem with voter fraud. Although it's been proven time and again there is no voter fraud. There's only one party that always has problem. There's only one party that always prevents people from voting. And the question. Any smart or even average intelligent individual has to ask why. If you so much care about our democracy, if you so much care about our election process, and if you think that there is a problem, then you have the power to fix that so that we don't keep talking about it. Because the country has been in existence for over two centuries, so if you think there is a problem with our voting system, you fix that problem once and for all. You are a legislator. But we already found out that the Republican legislators, elected officials, they know there is no problem. But it is one of those court which issue that they use in order to deceive their supporters, in order to use that as a way to continue to talk about voters for something that doesn't exist. Of course, they rely on their supporters' ignorance to buy that every single time. Now, there's another group that we talked about before, which is the media. That Blitzing around issues, instead of pointing fingers to the people who are responsible for that problem, they blitzing around the issues. We know for certain 
as we're talking now, that Republicans are responsible for those pools. This is what we and vulnerability. You never heard Democrats complaining about voters. You never seen Democrats trying to prevent people from voting. You never seen Democrats putting all those obstacles to prevent people from voting. Always Republican. So the news media needs to get on board and start and start calling those people out because those individuals they are not. Helping our democracy, they are hindering it. Now, the reason that we have Donald Trump continuing his charade of voter fraud is because, well, he has people in the Republican Party, some are silent, others are encouraging it. And, and you wouldn't believe who, who some of those people are. We have Lindsey Graham, someone who's been in Washington for two decades, now chairman of the Intelligence Committee, helping Donald Trump undermine our democracy. We know that Donald Trump is a fraud. And, and that's what he does. He has, has never been any different in his life. life. He's, He's been doing that since he was a young boy. boy. He learned the art, the art of defrauding people from his father's friend. In, in fact, Donald Trump became so good at defrauding people, he even tried to defraud his own father. So, so as far as we know, Donald Trump is not going to change, he's always going to be a crook, he's always going to be a liar, and there is no reason for anyone to have any hope whatsoever that it's going to be someone different. But the question that I have that keeps bugging me is, why in the world people like Mitch McConnell, people like Lindsey Graham, Condoning those kind of things when they took a vote to defend, to protect the constitution of the United States. As I mentioned time and again here in this program, Donald Trump will be gone. And I've been saying that since 2017. Donald Trump will be gone. But the people who don't care about the constitution of the United States, People, people like Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, John Kennedy and company, Edmund Nunez, Mark Meadows, I mean, duh. It's almost as if they think the job is to undermine our democracy. They work every day to do so. But the reason they get away with it is actually two reasons. One, the media doesn't pay enough attention to those people undermining our democracy. And second, the supporters are not smart enough to realize that they too are complicit in helping those people undermine our democracy. Because when you support someone who is doing wrong by our constitution, you become accomplices, you become complicit in what the person is doing. Now, you may have received a 
Okay, notice, notice something, something to the effect, effect that, that why are we talking about a crime, crime that Donald Trump committed instead of taking care of it? Because when people, people committed a crime, According to the rules in this country, that person is arrested, charged, and processed through the judicial system. Through the justice system, rather. That's what I've been confessing to committing a crime. Although not me saying that Donald Trump has been confessing to committing a crime. That's, that's, that's probably the, I'm paraphrasing here, the, the notification you received before this program started. That Donald Trump has confessed to having committed a crime. Now, instead of the Legislative body addressing that, instead of the justice system addressing that, the people in the media are all over the question that Donald Trump asked. That sounds simple enough that I'm sure that the people who support it may think, oh yeah, why not? And that's what I've been tweeting. The question is, can I pardon myself? Now, we, we will, will talk, talk about that in just, just a moment, moment but, but let me show you uh, what are uh, the, the Trump, uh, the, the Joe Biden uh, up and coming, up coming administration uh, doing in order to prepare for uh, to take over the presidency and help the country move forward, at least help with, with the rebuilding of the country. You have been following the rules, most likely, especially if you are a Trump supporter, you already know that a few weeks ago, Donald Trump pardoned his son. And Donald Trump has been on a pardoning spree. Just a couple of days ago, he pardoned my And if you've been watching the people that Donald Trump has issued pardon for and to, all those people are criminals. If you pay close attention, you don't have to really be good at anything for you to understand that. You do not get pardoned for being an innocent individual. I don't think that needs to be said out. Only people who have been not just accused of a crime, 
because if you are accused of a crime, you still are not considered a criminal until the system you go through the process and the system say, oh yeah, you are a criminal. At that point, you get the label of criminal and you will pay the consequences of having been found guilty of the crime. So those, those people, people that we're talking about, about they weren't just accused of the crime, they, they were found guilty of the crime. First, Donald Trump is showing pardon to those people. So now the question we have, why is Donald Trump talking about Pardoning himself. himself. You remember during the rumors of investigation, Donald Trump occupied the air with saying, He's a horse! He's a horse! I'm actually surprised that there was no song uh, made for, for, for that because that's all you heard. Donald Trump, everyone, especially in the Republican circle, it seems almost as if they understand that their job is not to be American people, but their job, their allegiance, is to Donald Trump. They're all battling, trading on thoughts and defending Donald Trump. And that's one aspect of the problem that we have in this country that do not have enough coverage for, for the, the people, people to understand, understand that this is, is not this is not okay. Because the legislature is elected and the allegiance when that person raised his or her hand, the allegiance is supposed to, 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 to be to the United States of America. Not to a political party, not to an individual. And, and I don't have, have to tell you that during the past four years, we've seen allegiance to an individual, not to America. Even Mr. McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, proved that they do not give a damn about the Constitution of the United States. They do things that benefit Donald Trump, they do things that benefit them, but as far as the country is concerned, the country can go to hell. And believe you me, the country has gone to hell. So the question is why? Why are all those Republicans abandon the oath, violate the oath that they took in order to protect an individual and that, that individual, and that's the worst part of it. it. Because there are some people, you do something, something for and you see, not because it's okay, okay but you see the rationale behind it. But Republicans, putting their, if they have any, I guess, that they are there to defend Donald Trump, a fraud, a crook, a liar, 
Why would anyone do something, do something like, like that? that? So, so you know, know for certain, certain that, that Republican legislators they do not care about the United States, States of America. America. Now, after the Democrats is gone, they're, they're going to come and pretend that, that they do. But as I have so so extensively about, that, that Republican, before Donald Trump, Trump Republican never, never cared about the United States of America. America. It's, it's always about their position. position. It's, it's always about keeping their job. If they, they do something that, that benefits their supporter, it's just an accident. Not because they do it, they start off by doing, doing that. that. And in this program, I've been showing you that's the case. Republican leaders rely exclusively on the ignorance of their supporters. That we can take to the bank. They rely exclusively on the ignorance of their supporters. And I can, can guarantee you that the day that the Republican supporters become smart, become intelligent, those Republican legislators will stop getting their support. And that's the reason Republican leaders encourage ignorance in the Republican circle. They nurture it, they embrace it, they expand it. They, they make it look like it's something great to have. Because they cannot keep the job that they have unless their supporters stay in ignorance. You don't believe me? Look around. Look, the people that are protesting, what they are protesting. Look, the kind of thing that those people believe in. We cannot have a conversation with an individual who cannot even understand the most basic aspect in the conversation. If you are to have a conversation about a pain, we, we both have to agree that what, what I'm holding is a pain. pain. The, the minute that you become, you adopt a nonsense argument and tell me this is not a pain, then the conversation is useless because we're not going to go anywhere. As I wrote before about Trump supporters trying to talk common sense with Trump supporters, it's like trying, trying to explain calculus to someone who can barely add single digit numbers together. Imagine that for those of you who've gone to college who've taken calculus, you know it's a little bit harder than adding two single digit numbers together. Talking to Trump supporters is like trying to explain calculus to someone, someone who can, can barely add to a single digit number together. In, In other words, it's like, like trying to do the impossible. impossible. Because, because you cannot even get for those individuals 
to even understand the most basic aspect of the conversation, let alone move the conversation forward. It is a good example. If you're talking to a child supporter, and you're telling him, tell him or her, Donald Trump is a serial liar. Stop right there and wait. You're not going to have to wait too long. Tell that individual, Donald Trump is a fraud. Stop for a moment. We are going to wait too long because they will and try to defend Donald Trump. And yet, the statement that I just made is absolutely true. So if we cannot even get to the level of accepting the most basic aspect in the conversation, then having a much more involved conversation that requires power, then you already know that it's not going to go anywhere. And that's the problem that today we have with those individuals who support Donald They're incapable of even accepting or acknowledging the most Evident, the, the most obvious aspect of the problem. Donald Trump is, is a crook. Stop! He is a crook. In fact, fact he just, just confessed being a crook. You don't ask if you, you can pardon yourself for if you didn't do anything wrong, if you, you don't think there's anything for you to pardon yourself for. Because the other reason you find that he pardoned like Flynn is because there is going to be punishment for his crime. Mike Flynn committed crime. The reason he pardoned Roger Stone is because Roger Stone committed crime and there are punishment coming. You don't ask to be pardoned if you don't do anything wrong. Donald Trump acknowledged not me saying that I'm too shy to tell you things like that. Donald Trump acknowledged that he is a criminal. That's why he's contemplating the idea of pardoning himself. Now you have a hard time accepting it because you think, oh, he's a damn Democrat. He's Donald Trump telling you that. At least you can believe Donald Trump. You've been believing every lie he's told you so far. So believe him when he told you that he's a criminal. That is a surprise to me. I've been telling you that for quite some time now. So Donald Trump is looking for a way out of his crime because he knows, and that's a funny thing, he knows when he leaves that Oval Office, which is a few weeks away, he knows what's awaiting him outside. So he's looking for a way to pardon himself of his crime. Oh, that's a simple, it's a simple, simple map. You don't look to pardon yourself for because you did nothing wrong. Like some of the Trump supporters have asked me, what did you do, right? Well, ask him. Ask him why he needs to pardon himself if he didn't do anything wrong. Donald Trump, just like most Republicans, 
take his supporters for fools. Because they believe every stupidity that he tells them, and they repeat it, they echo it, they argue, they defend him, so that Trump knows that he can rely on the ignorance of his supporters to say those kind of stupid nonsense, and they're going to repeat it, they're going to argue with people, they're going to call people names, they're going to even try to pick up a fight with people while Donald Trump knows that he's deceiving them. That's what he does. He's a crook, he's a liar, he's a fraud. And now he's telling you He broadcasted that. There's been that conversation all over the place. Just the other day on Fox, Chris Wallace actually got one shot. When he was reporting that Donald Trump is contemplating the idea of pardoning himself. And Chris Wallace was like, can he? several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics. The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. If you just join us, my name is Mike Duchenne and this is Suza. We are talking about rebuilding America. And in order to do so, 
we have to, of course, tackle the issues that have plagued the country that prevent us from achieving that uh, objective. Rebuilding America. Uh, by now, the world knows that Joe Biden is the president-elect. And uh, within a few weeks, he will be sworn in, and Joe Biden will become the 46th president of the United States. Now, since November 7, after major networks have called up the presidency for Joe Biden, Mr. Biden has done something uh, rather interesting, uh, which is in contrast to uh, what we've been seeing that Donald Trump is doing. Donald Trump has been destroying Trump from all over the place. In fact, Donald Trump has been in court trying to overturn the will of the people. As you can see, Joe Biden has 306 electoral college votes. Donald Trump only has 222. And on top of that, Joe Biden has well over 6 million more votes than Donald Trump. So there is no argument that Donald Trump lost the election, except in the minds of those who continue to believe those nonsense that he said. But there is something that Joe Biden has been doing that tells you that we are embarking in a very different journey. The nightmare that the country was under for four years is officially over. As I mentioned, the horror show continue because we still have that idiot still sitting in the office causing havoc to the country. But it will end soon. Joe Biden has been almost pretty much ignoring Donald Trump Pentagon. You know, it's like a parent was a child and you know, that child, after he, threw, he or she throws in a Pentagon, will come down and really go on the corner and be silent. And that's really where Donald Trump is at. He's not getting any reaction from Joe Biden because Joe Biden is the adult in the room. Joe Biden is a leader. He knows how to lead. He doesn't have to get into a fight with Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump has always been a, a man-child. We all know that. The question is, do the Trump supporters know that's the case? Ah, sorry for another day. So, Joe Biden has been putting in place his cabinet, as you can see, uh, those are the key cabinet people that uh, Joe Biden uh, uh, already put in place. Now, it is worth noting also uh, that Joe Biden uh, did offer uh, to Sidney McCann, that's the widow of John McCann, for the post of Ambassador to UK. Now, I'm not certain whether Cindy McCann already accepted or whether she would uh, go for the job, but Joe Biden mentioned that that's hers if she wants it. Uh, whether that's in, 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 in recognition of Cindy McCann having uh, 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 switched allegiance uh, and, and supported Joe Biden and delivered Arizona to Joe Biden, whether that's uh, that has anything to do with that, or is this something that maybe Joe Biden already had in mind in the first place? Whatever the case is, that Sidney McCann could become the next ambassador to the UK under the Biden administration. 
Now, now the, the people, people that Joe Biden has already picked, those people are professional people being around, people who respect the idea of serving the United States government. Now, granted, Joe Biden is the one that picking those people, but they all know that their allegiance is to the United States of America. They don't have to bow to Joe Biden. They don't have to pretend that uh, uh, anything. In fact, the CIA, their director, rather the Homeland Security, I believe, uh, the, uh, uh, did uh, deliver a, uh, a remark in which she made it very clear that her job is to the people of the United States. Not, and Joe Biden knows that's the way it's supposed to be. Because those people that you employ do not work for you. They help you do your job better because they give you information. They pass information to you and they also do things that you need for your administration to accomplish. But Joe Biden is well aware that as president, the job is not for those people to be, to show allegiance to him. So as such, we're going to have a country led by a real leader. Not by Obama, not by the yet, not by someone who's looking to be justified, not by someone who's looking to take credit, but rather by a leader who understands that the people of the United States of America is the people, not himself. So the country, the world even, will have a whole different way of looking at things. We already start creating a style of relief. This something feel much better, more joyful, because we know we're getting rid of the heart. And what a relief that is. What joy to celebrate Christmas this year. Because after reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. If you just join us, we are talking about rebuilding America. And, uh, in order to achieve that, of course, we have to talk about the issues, the problem that the country confronts. As I just pointed out, we did 
one of the most important parts of rebuilding America. We got rid of Donald Trump. Now, I know a lot of people, especially those who support Donald Trump, they will continue to talk all kind of nonsense. They will continue to advance all kind of stupid uh, lies and uh, all kind of uh, smearing attack on uh, the next president of the United States. Now, personally, that doesn't change anything because we know here in this country that only country for that matter that in politics, especially the losers, they tend to be so upset that they come up with all kind of things to say about the winner. And besides, in politics. In 2016, there were circumstances that could dictate for Hillary Clinton to linger uh, about conceding to Donald Trump. And in fact, judging by the outcome of the Mueller report, and judging by what the Republican uh, committee are found, that it is pretty obvious that had Hillary done what Donald Trump is doing today, we could have found more cases of fraud and at that only larger scale within the Trump campaign than we ever or capable of fighting under Trump. But Hillary Clinton, just like all her predecessors, is a patriot. She did what what you expect a patriot to do in order to preserve the integrity of our election. Because it's not just about us, Americans. The world is watching what we do. The world is watching what our leaders do. And of course the world brings for a conclusion as to whether we are on the right path or on the wrong path. And so far, the world has watched the United States of America led by a complete and total moron that now showing unequivocally that's exactly who he is. After all major networks have called the presidency for Joe Biden, and after all charade about voter fraud and going to momentarily lawsuit and still get all of them thrown out, he's still throwing tantrums and having not considered. Is how past president handled defeat and what they did. 
that. So we will bypass that. Unfortunately, that wasn't true. Past president, including Hillary Clinton, they left the political scene with dignity, letting the world know that, yes, I fought to become the next president, I lost, but the United States of America, you don't have to worry about being overthrown, you don't have to worry about chaos on the street, you don't have to worry about a civil war, because we voluntarily hand the key to the next person. And that's how it works in the system of democracy. In 2000, which was the first time that you have something of a contest, Al Gore could have made it difficult for his opponent at that time, George W. Bush, to become the next president because there were a lot of possibilities available to him. You may recall that the presidency of the United States hinged on just one state, Florida. Whoever won that state would win the presidency. The court in Florida gave a win to George W. Bush. Of course, I'm going to take it all the way to the Supreme Court. But it did not. It did what every patriot before him had done. It conceded and unified the country, and George W. Bush had two terms as President of the United States. In fact, a lot of Democrats blame Algo for what the country went through under George W. Bush, including going unnecessarily to war with Iraq. But for the first time in the existence of America, we have gotten to the issue that I warn you so much about That, that that individual is not worth the sacrifice of a nation. In fact, in 2016, I wrote extensively about the mistake that the country was about to make by electing Donald Trump to the highest office in the land. Now, in no time where the Republican would have been would be patriot, he would not have taken a lot of effort to convince those people that you are about to cast your vote for someone who doesn't care about our institution, who doesn't care about our constitution. That's because I say so, Donald Trump himself showed his true color. He stood on a podium on national TV and invited America's number one enemy to get involved in our internal affairs. That is totally irrelevant as to what would happen later on. 
Because you could say that it's a joke. It was a joke, although we know it was. But you could have said that. But those are the kind of joke that even to a friend would not say those kind of things, let alone aspiring to the highest office in the land and Broadcasting to America, number one, and say, just come over, there's no problem. Now, if the Republicans were patriots, I guarantee you, that would have been enough for them not to vote for Donald Trump. But they did. In fact, since then, I've been writing about how Republicans have been claiming to be patriots, and yet they never show in one occasion. Every opportunity that presented to them, they to show, show that they are patriots, they squandered it, and they show that they couldn't give a damn about patriotism. But for some reason, they believe if they stood, if they stand on their feet during the national anthem and they put their hands on the chest, they are patriots. So that tells me also another aspect of Republican problem that they are. Really, that's smart people. Because if they believe that by putting your hand on your chest and standing up and that's all they need to be a patriot, then we know that the country has a problem. Now, I knew that before, but that reinforced the fact that indeed we as a country have a problem because we have. Millions of people who do not even understand the most basic aspect of patriotism. My conversation with my fellow Republican is make it more alarming to me because some of them related to me that okay, I was born in this country. My, my father, my parents were born in this country. My grandparents were born in this country. I am a patriot. That's even more alarming. Because that tell me that, yes, indeed, Republicans have no concept of what patriotism is. So that's the reason they okay with the foreign government intervening in our election. They okay with the individual aspiring to the highest office in the land, asking foreign government to get involved. Because as far as they're concerned, if they were born here, their parents were born here, their grandparents were born here, oh, they're patriots. That's alarming. But for, for their sake, sake and if, if you so happen to know any of them, you might want to relate this to them. If, if you were born in this country, you are an American. That, that doesn't make you a patriot. In fact, I would go as far as saying that even if you were to serve the armed in the armed forces, that doesn't make you a patron. We have examples, plenty of those examples. The latest one was Lindsey Graham. He served since 1982. He served in the armed forces. Even as of 2015, he was still a reservist. So you would expect somebody like that to be a patriot, right? So you could say that people serve in the armed forces, meaning they serve their country, they would become 
be, 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 be considered pigeon, right? Because that would make sense that if you sacrifice your life, or you would sacrifice your life to defend the country, then what greater sacrifice it is to give your life for your country? Then that would be considered patriot. So, so Lindsey Graham did that, so you would say, say Lindsey Graham is a picture. But what good is serving in the military when you are the person undermining what makes America the envy of the world, our democracy? The very election, being able to go to the poll and cast a ballot, cuts to democracy. In fact, we sacrifice the lives of a soldier to go to other countries so that other people can have that very right. That's how democracy works. Lindsey Graham went out of his way to undermine that. That's not patriotism. Yes, he's served in the military. Maybe the, the, the understanding of patriotism has escaped Republicans. Maybe they don't, don't understand what being patriotic. Putting your hand on your chest is not patriotism. Just because you stand and put your hand on your chest during the national anthem doesn't make you a patriot. It's good to, to, to do because that shows some sort of recognition for the flag. For, for what it stands for. for, that's understandable. But, but that, that doesn't make one a picture. Now, just as I just, just explained to you, in, in the case of Lindsey Graham, who served in the military, you would expect somebody like that to be very sensitive about undermining what he joined the military for. Because when you join the armed forces, you pretty much saying. I would live my life to defend what we have, to defend our constitution, to defend our democracy. That's what you are saying. And here is Senator Lindsey Graham undermining that. That's not patriotism. So maybe there is a problem in the Republican Party to understand what a patriot would do. A patriot would not support someone like Donald Trump. That much I can tell you because he advertised, he broadcasted sleeping with the enemy, he broadcasting and inviting enemy into our system of government to put him is unpatriotic. Now, he didn't do that once. He went, he went out, out of his way again in 2018 to, to try to do that again. So, Donald Trump is really telling his supporters that you are a bunch of fools, a bunch of idiots thinking that I need you to think that I'm a patriot. And they buy that. And if I were to ask any of the Trump supporters, they, they would think, think that they're smart people. people. They cannot be fooled by people. people. They would not accept to be fooled by people. people. And yet, yet, for four, four years, years Donald Trump 
took them for food, knew them, and more of them went to the pool in 2020 to be fooled some more by Donald Trump. Oh, they have all kinds of explanation. Oh, Donald Trump is a great man. What does that mean? Someone who lies to you constantly. Someone who cannot do the job for which you elected him. Someone who doesn't care about what happened to the country. Someone who shred every letter of the constitution. Someone who triple the rule of law. A great man. Those things don't work together. Yes. The United States of America has a problem and it is exclusively with the Republicans because they have the lack of understanding of what patriots are and on top of that, they can easily be fooled by people who exploit their ignorance. So Joe Biden has huge shots ahead of him. Because how do you save people who think they're right? Remember, I always say when the ignorant are ignorant of their own ignorance, it's major trouble. Because you can only save people who acknowledge their ignorance. If, if I, I was to say this in the pen, now, we may not know that. But once I demonstrate to you, it's a pen, that if, if you continue, continue to argue, then, then there, there is no hope, hope for you. you. Because, because the only way to make progress is when, when people, people acknowledge their mistake, acknowledge their shortcoming, acknowledge their ignorance, and willing to learn so that they can become better. But if you decide from the onset, you don't care about the truth, you don't care about the fact, you just want to repeat the same nonsense you've been hearing from the other fools, then helping you becomes and an impossible job. So, so I, can I can tell you that Donald Trump has done the greatest damage to the nation. He has managed to fool millions of Republicans who believe he is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Donald Trump considered those people fools. He said that himself. He considered them disgusting people. And yet, they all speak. They don't have any way of understanding those things. They all line up behind him to the chair. In 2016, Donald Trump said, I can, I can shoot, shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and, and I, I would not, not lose any voter. People comment about that, think about that, don't think that that, that would ever happen if you were to indeed shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and all those people would leave him. him. 
for those of you who have read my publication, you would know that what Donald Trump said, I didn't believe it. Because Donald Trump, being a con man, is able to read people and is able to know very easily what kind of people support him, what kind of people follow him, and he knows that indeed, if he were to shoot someone on Fifth Avenue, all those people would continue to support him. They would present you excuses for that. Oh, the person that shot, the person that shot, the person that shot, well, that person was bombing him. The person that shot was criticizing him. The person that shot, I mean, they would come with all kind of excuses for him. That's the kind of people who support Donald Trump. So with Donald Trump leaving the Oval Office, And, and God, God knows, knows I'm praying for the day to go by as fast as humanly possible. The question is, would those people become better? Would they come back to their senses? Would they realize that they've been duped? Or would the other Republican leaders continue to capitalize on their ignorance, ignorance and make sure, sure that they stay that way. That's, That's not just a challenge for the upcoming administration, but it is greatest danger that the country will be facing in the next few generations. This program here will do its part not only to point to the people that are causing this problem, to the people that are nurturing, enabling those behavior, but it is our hope that you, those who are actually patriots, those who actually have more values, not just in yours, those who actually are Christian, show that they can join me in this journey to help rebuild America. I hope you participate in this journey with me. Because one president or one term of any president, even two or even three, it, it will take generation to save and help rebuild America. So please join me next Saturday so we can do it together. The debate ideas about topics that plague the country. Racism, education, health, the environment, all those things, whether it's today's president, Tomorrow's president, or even a couple of generations down the road, those issues will continue to plague America. And the only way to take care of those problems is when everyone acknowledge those problems and work to get rid of them. I thank you for spending the time with me, and I hope you have. 
fantastic weekend, great afternoon, or evening, whatever it happened to be. I do hope you can join me again next week on Monday when we continue the conversation about rebuilding America. In the meantime, I hope you subscribe to my YouTube channel, you follow me on Twitter, the information is right at the bottom of the screen, and we can go on the journey together to make America a better place for the future generation. Once again, my name is Mike Duchenne, this is Susa. Have a fantastic weekend. That was an update through the prism of common sense. Join us again next week. I am MD, host of the Suzo program, the place for common sense. Send us comments, criticism, suggestions, or simply let us know how to work. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful weekend. See you soon. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around And the rumpus and rock get so comfortable now Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow So I got an apartment across from the park Put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling great Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow Here we go Our podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website located at peoplebranch.org. That's P E O P L E B R A N C H.org. That's peoplebranch.org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles my name is mike duchenne md for short i hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening whichever it happens to be hopefully you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast that, that was Suza. live from new york good day <laughs>